Parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist, and each week on Letters from Your Dog, we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here. Let's get to the episode. Hi, and welcome back to Letters from Your Dog. So this time last week, we did an episode on jumping up. And at the end of that one, I said, if you would like some more tips on jumping up, please let us know and we will do a part two. And you certainly let us know. (laughs) So we had over 550 messages, Instagram DMs. Some of you sent us a um, message via the link that's in the show notes where you can actually talk to us in a voice, which is always really nice. I like those messages. Some of you emailed us. Um, So thank you very much. It was a very clear message. So today we are going to be doing part two of that jumping up conversation. And I'm going to start initially today by giving you a couple of things to avoid and I want to start there because actually these are this advice is very commonly given out and I think it's really unhelpful for a lot of people so I want to run you through that first but if you are listening to this and you haven't listened to episode 28 yet I would recommend you go ahead and listen to that first and that just gives you the initial starter and then today we're going to think about a few more uh, additional things okay so The two things to avoid. So the first one is giving your dog an off cue. So your dog jumps up, they put their paws on you and you say off or get down or anything like that really. Some kind of word that means get off. Because even if you've successfully taught that so your dog understands to get down, chances are they're going to jump up again (laughs) because you aren't dealing with the root of the of the or the root or the cause of the problem I guess you're not dealing with the actual trigger to jumping up you're just telling them to get down so you will forever be stuck in that cycle of dog puts paws up you ask them to get off dog puts paws up you ask them to get off the other thing that can be a little bit problematic here as well if you have taught your dog a lie down cue so to lie down on their belly by saying down and then you tell them to get down or get off it can be a bit confusing and you can start to muddle up those cues a little bit and a lot of dogs their down cue starts to become quite difficult for them because they're they're hearing it in lots of different situations so that's just something to bear in mind as well if you have taught a lie down and a get down it's very similar and quite tricky for your dog okay so if you have taught an off cue don't worry (laughs) it's not the end of the world but if it's not working for you (laughs) then hopefully some of the tips at the end of this episode will the other thing that I tend to not really bother to give as advice and this is very commonly peddled all around the world is to cross your arms be like a tree so stand very very still ignore the dog sometimes to turn your back on the dog I mean for me I don't love this because again it doesn't give your dog really any information about what it is you would like them to do instead and especially if you think about if you've just come home from work and they haven't seen you for 10 hours and they are really happy to see you and you just stand there and ignore them that's just not very nice (laughs) if I was really happy to see a friend or a family member or my dog I was like hey and my dog was like yeah no sorry I'm not interested I'd be a bit offended and a bit upset so it doesn't feel nice to start with Secondly, I find that dogs just try harder. So if you've got a dog that's a persistent jumper and you cross your arms, 
they might stop for a second, then they might have another go. If you turn around in a circle, I've seen lots of dogs that just follow around. They're like, oh, cool. We're jumping over here now. We're jumping over there now. So it's just not very effective. Now, don't get me wrong. It will work for some dogs. But chances are, if you're listening to this episode, it hasn't worked for you if you have tried it. So let's move on now to thinking about some things that hopefully will help. So think about it. When you come home, uh, we'll use that as an example. So you're coming in from in from work or in from school or wherever you've come from from the shops and your dog's excited to see you and they're jumping up so some for some dogs for most dogs I would say the act of jumping of moving of kind of bouncing in the air like Tigger it expends some of that excited sometimes even nervous energy right So they are saying, I'm happy, I'm excited, I'm so happy, I'm so overwhelmed. Oh my goodness, I can't believe you're here. And the act of bouncing up and down helps them to kind of get that out of their system a little bit. So if you think of a situation in which you might be really excited and really, really happy, maybe it's a party or maybe you've just won £100 on a lottery or maybe you have, I don't know, passed your driving test and chances are you might do a little jump up and down, you might clap your hands, you use some kind of movement to be like woohoo <laughs> I'm so excited so it's actually very hard to stay still when you're excited it is try it next time you're really excited about something try and stay very very still it's quite tricky to do so what we want to think about doing is giving our dogs some kind of movement based option for the transfer of that energy so that excited energy that needs to come out so we want to give them an acceptable way of doing that okay so very simple you're just going to teach your dog a hand touch and we've spoken about how to teach a hand touch on the podcast before very easy if you google how to teach a hand touch you will find it so if you haven't done that yet very very simple to be able to teach that so that's where your dog touches your open palm with their nose so you need to teach that to start with then all you're going to do is you're going to come through the door and you are immediately going to bend as low as you're able to so if you've got a tiny little dog and you're not very mobile you might maybe sit on a chair or something like that you could even use a target stick so it doesn't have to be your hand if you've got some mobility difficulties or you just can't get right down to your dog could use a target stick instead but if you are using your hand as soon as you come through the door get nice and low side onto your dog touch ask for that touch behavior and then you're going to get a treat out of your pocket from your other with your other hand and reward them touch reward touch reward if you want to mark it you can so that would be touch yes reward or touch good reward whatever your marker word is and you're going to do that a bunch of times <laughs> so you might do 10 in a row so you're just getting your dog to move from side to side they might be touching different hands you might be positioning your hand in different places they're moving they are expending some of that excited energy and they've also got a job to do and it's not jumping on you <laughs> so make sure your hand is nice and low it's nice and low down towards your dog because if you have it right up by your hip they're going to jump up to touch and that's what we're trying to teach not to do so your positioning is important but that is such a simple way of getting your dog's four paws on the floor okay so you can add in a couple of extra bits here so when you've asked for the touch then you are going to say yes if that's your marker word and you're going to feed them then you might give them a little fuss a little stroke little tickle under the chin wherever your dog likes to be stroked and then you might ask for the touch again 
and then market yes feed them and then another little fuss so what's happening here is the dog is getting the contact from you that they are looking for they're getting the strokes they're getting the contact with the hand touch they're also getting the food reward if your dog likes food rewards so that's like a double bonus already (laughs) and they're getting interaction with you so that's all the things that they would normally seek with a jumping up behavior minus the food but by doing it this way they get the food as a bonus as well so it's a win-win for everybody Okay, so one last little point I want to say about this one is you want to do an energy match. So often we're trying to get our dog to be the opposite of what they currently are, (laughs) which is where we can go a bit wrong. So you come home, your dog is wildly excited. If you say, touch, Cooper, touch, Cooper's not going to be able to listen to you. (laughs) So you need to match his energy just a little bit. So when you first come in, it might be, hey, Cooper, touch, Cooper, touch, Cooper, touch, good boy, stroke, 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 stroke. And then after, as the seconds tick by, you're going to increase the duration between when you're asking for a touch. So initially it might be, hey, touch, touch, and then it's touch, good boy, touch. And then you're slowing down your voice and the pitch. So it might be touch, touch, good boy, touch, touch. And then we go down like that. So as our dog's energy comes down, we come down with it. We're matching that energy. We're matching that pace. And then you might follow up with something else. So what we don't want to happen is you do a nice little game of hand touch. And then as soon as you stop, your dog jumps on you, right? So we want to break that pattern. So once you've done a few games of touch, you're going to go into the kitchen or wherever your dog hangs out. You're going to reach into the fridge or onto a shelf where you have pre-prepared some treats or a Kong, something like that. And you're going to follow up with a nice calming activity. So that could be a pre-prepared Kong or licky mat or chew. It could be sprinkling some food on the floor in a little treat shower. So they've got to just hoover it up. Could be a snuffle mat, anything you like. But what we're doing is we're following up that excited period with something nice and calm. You then go about your business, unpack your shopping, make a cup of coffee, whatever it is. And by the time your dog's finished and you're just moseying around the house, that excitement's died down. They don't need to jump on you anymore. So you're just going through that process and chances are if you do this in this way for a few weeks, you won't need all the steps in the end. You won't need necessarily the calming activity. You won't need to play touch for as long. You might just ask for one or two when you come through the door and that's it. So there's lots of things that we can try for jumping up there. I could give you 10, 15, 20 techniques, but this is the easiest it's usually the most effective it doesn't require you to think too much or to have any kind of fancy equipment or anything like that and it's easy for your dog as well so it doesn't require too much of their brain which is very important when they're very excited they can't use too much of their brain so give it a go I'd be really interested to know how you get on. So let us know. Send us an email to info at pawsupdogs.com. Leave us a review on the podcast even better and let us know if it was helpful for you. Um, And I'm going to give you a little bonus tip just before you go. So if you do have a dog that's very food motivated, (laughs) just make sure that your rewards are out of sight. Because what can happen if you've got the food in your hand is that your dog is less interested in playing touch and more interested in trying to grab the food and then you might get some more jumping which you don't want or nipping or something like that so 
Make sure those rewards are out of sight in your pocket, in a treat pouch, or even in your hand behind your back. And you've got your other hand out for that that hand touch, and then you're just producing the reward from behind your back. So that's just a little bonus pro tip for anyone with a very foodie dog like I have. Okay, everybody, I hope that was helpful for part two of our Jumping Up series, and I will catch you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you need some more support with your training, we've got a couple of options available to you. They're both in the show notes. The first one, you can join our waiting list for Canine Connection, which is our amazing online dog training membership. Or secondly, if you'd like some more immediate support, go to www.pawsupdogs.com where you can see all of the options that we have available to you for digital support, face-to-face support and more. Take care.